All right, Kelly Robinson, thank you, everybody, and thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Good to have you uh, tuned, and and, uh, would love to hear from you. Pick up that phone. Give us a call, won't you, please? That phone number is, uh, I'm having trouble getting into my call screen. Goodness gracious. What uh, could be wrong with that now? Um, Anyway, the uh, phone number is 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Simple as that. And uh, all you have to do is pick up the phone and punch us in. And there, I have it. We're all going to call from Alpine, our first call-up. That's good. Alpine is a beautiful set of surroundings. Um, Here we are in the middle of August, and uh, some of us, some of us, not many of us, but some of us got some rain this week. Man, that was overdue, wasn't it? And uh, hopefully you did or will. I guess there's another cold front coming through this uh, week. Cold fronts are relative things this time of year. Uh, but uh, anyway, let me go ahead and give you the, the mid-August things you ought to be doing, uh, just in the hopes that you'll be able to get them done. There's no assurance you can in this crazy year. Um, and uh, But we'll go ahead and mention them. I do want you to have a chance to call, though, 888-256-1080. Marianne and Alpine will be our first call up, and we'll go to her very quickly. Um, but uh, normally in a, in a regular August where we are not plagued by drought and heat, we would be planting uh, coal crops right now in most of Texas, coal crops as in coleslaw. That'd be cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, kale. That's in most of Texas. South Texas, you'd wait a couple of weeks. North Texas, you better get hustling. Um, you also would be planting uh, transplants, four-inch potted transplants of marigold, zinnias, celosias, and other fall flowers, and you'd try to find them in bud but not in full bloom. It seems that they take off better, they establish better, if they're not in full bloom. Now, it's kind of hard to find some of those plants. For example, dwarf zinnias uh, will go to, to flower almost immediately. Dwarf marigolds will go to flower almost immediately. But the larger flowering types, if you can find them in bud but not in bloom, you'd be better off. They'll, they'll establish better. They don't stall out. And uh, you'll get some great fall color out of those plants. In the, in, uh, the intensities will be so wonderful in the fall in the cooler weather. And with marigolds, you get away from spider mites, for example, in the fall. If you have St. Augustine, I have posted uh, all of the possible things I could think of that might go wrong with St. Augustine on my website. Uh, it's St. Augustine Diagnostics right on the homepage of neilsperry.com. And I'm just going to leave it there for a while because I get so many questions about, Neil, what's wrong with my St. Augustine? And it uh, goes from spring, actually late winter, all the way through the following winter. Uh, starting with uh, the first thing out in the spring would be maybe freeze damage, but certainly grub worm damage, take all root rot, gray leaf spot, chinch bug damage. Uh, in the summer, you would uh, see perhaps, uh, well, of course, the chinch bug damage and gray leaf spot, and how to tell them apart with photographs of what they look like and how to identify the, the different things, because they look very similar. That's why I decided to put it on the website and not try to answer those calls on the air. And then on into the fall with brown patch and even St. Augustine decline, and then grub worms again as we recycle. So it's uh, there. Oh, and the other one that a lot of people miss is the fact that St. Augustine has to have some amount of sunlight to grow, and people go in and replant it maybe after a
and they lose it or maybe the the kids play uh, football under the beneath the trees and and wear off all the St. Augustine and uh, when they replant the grass suddenly doesn't grow there the second time and that's because the new grass has been challenged by having most of its roots removed at the sod farm and so it has one strike against it when it arrives on the truck and the second and third strikes are when you plant it into the heavy shade so where it did grow before it doesn't grow now and and it's hard for me to convince people it's too shady there you're not going to get saint augustine to grow there it's the biggest challenge i have when i talk to gardeners it's the number one question i get i get it every day several times a lot of days so uh, you need to have five or six hours of sunlight for saint augustine to thrive if you're planting new saint augustine if you have a lawn that's established and the trees have grown up with the lawn uh, you might get by with less sunlight than that, and especially in, in South Texas where the St. Augustine rarely goes dormant. But just keep that in the back of your mind. If you see that the St. Augustine is doing worse up close to the trunk of a tree, there you are, bingo. So I'd rather not take St. Augustine questions on the air because it's really hard to be of help to you on a phone call. That's why I put it on the website. Um, what else? I think that's enough. We have one line left open. Thank you for calling. Uh, all of uh, you who have, it's 888-256-1080, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones for me, and, and we'll start to, I'll start working here in just a minute. I'll get to the program underway with the answers to your questions. I'll do my very best for you. Let me tell you about my book, because the sale price continues for a limited time more. Boy, the stack in the garage is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And uh, this is the opportunity for you to get a copy of the book at $32.95. This is the fifth printing. Sixth printing is awaiting, and I need to clear out. It's a, a situation of cash flow. Want to pay for the six printing? When you self-publish, you have to do that. Also need to make room for them. And so I'm trying to clear out all of the remaining fifth printings. They're, the only difference in the two printings is uh, a, a pair of paragraphs in Chapter 1 where I make reference to the, uh, the extreme cold of February last year and just uh, the fact that it happened and uh, nothing else. And so that's why I think you might want to save the money. It's only $32.95. It will be $38.95. Now, here is what the book entails. It's 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is uh, a calendar. It's a, a very detailed calendar, 48 pages, four pages per month that tell you month by month what you need to plant, prune, fertilize and spray in that month everything you need to know to do month by month chapters 3 through 11 cover in great detail trees shrubs vines ground covers annuals perennials lawns fruit and vegetables as they pertain to every county in texas everything about outdoor gardening it's a hardback printed in texas on high quality paper not in stores and not on amazon it's available only by contacting my office or by ordering from my website the website is the better way because you can have access to it 24 7 so you can go there right now and order it you'll get a signed copy with satisfaction completely guaranteed i have to offer that to you because you're buying it without having seen it but you know what 75,000 copies sold to date and no one has asked for a refund yet 
It'll happen. I'll tell you when it happens, but it hasn't happened yet. Just thirty-two ninety-five signed copy. I'll be signing tonight, tomorrow night, and Monday, and we'll put them in the mail on Tuesday. Here's how you order it. Go to neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, or call during business hours Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is at neilsperry.com. There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America, but I'd like to tell you about something that's been made in America for more than 90 years. Nine zero. Almost a century. That's Mueller Metal Roofing and Mueller Steel Buildings. Made right here by people who care about quality of both materials and workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building, maybe even a shed or a greenhouse for the backyard, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA, and with 33 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property. And you're supporting local jobs and local families. Ordinary, hardworking folks who are proud to provide a product made right here in America. And when a company's been making products for 90 years, they're doing it right. Visit MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's the number 2, 877-268-3553. They are Mueller. They are made in America, made in Texas, and they are made to last. MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly Robinson, very much. And we go to our phone lines. We have one line open, 888-256-1080, just to tell you that that talk shows are also subject to the same kind of joys that you are. Uh, We had a call on line four, the only open line that we have. It was a spam call. We get them too, folks. We get them. We're not immune. Let's go to Marianne and Alpine. Marianne, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Yes. How can I help you? I would like to know if black walnut trees would grow here in this altitude if I put a drip line on them. They will. Uh, they will. They will grow. You, you. You want a black walnut? I want several. Really? Not many people ask about black walnut trees. I, I have to confess, they're. They're. Uh, what What are you going to do with it? Them. Well, I just want them for several reasons. The They're supposed to grow huge, great shade canopy. And also, if you ever have to cut one down, because I just cut several Afghan pines down, the wood's very valuable. Well, yeah, Marianne, let me tell you uh, several things. Just, just I do woodworking, and, and I agree, and it's beautiful. I love working walnut. Uh, the walnut that you're buying in lumber yards that is very valuable is out of the Midwest. It's uh, along the Ohio River and up in that area, where the trees grow much more rapidly they will in Brewster than they will in Brewster County. The the conditions are mm-hmm. are so challenging uh, for trees to to grow at any rate of speed. You're talking about scores of years, hundreds of years, uh, to get lumber out of a black walnut in in your area. In fact, pretty much anywhere in Texas except the piney woods of East Texas. And I don't know that it's a big lumber tree even in East Texas. Um, Do you think it's are, not for the 
the lumber factor that it's still a good tree to to try to pursue? I mean, obviously, hopefully that would never even come to that point, but it is it is a tree. Um, they are not. Let me tell you why I don't get a lot of a lot of calls about black walnuts. First of all, uh, they are reasonably attractive. They're not beautiful trees. Uh, secondly, they are not rapidly growing trees. Not that that's a good thing. You don't want a fast-growing tree, but they may mm-hmm. be a little slower than average. Uh, third, they I, I get a lot of call, people who call me. I've been doing this more than 50 years, and, and over that time I have a lot of people who call about this tree and that tree, all kinds of species, and they, they say, well, it inhibits the growth of my other plants, and that one inhibits the growth of my other plants. And generally, that's not true. But with a black walnut, it is true. It will really stymie the growth of your other ornamental plants. Uh, juglone is the hormone, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that it puts into the soil, the oil that puts into the soil. And it really will inhibit. I've seen it uh, happen in my own landscape. I've seen it at uh, botanic gardens. So mm-hmm. most people most people don't go out of their way to plant them into landscapes. If they have one, they'll leave it. Um, but they don't. You, you don't see them sold in nurseries very often. Womack Nursery in Deleon, Texas, does sell grafted black walnuts of an improved variety. So if you want to buy one, that's a source where you can get an improved variety. It's been grafted. Uh, but I wouldn't plant several of them. I would plant one and, and see how you like it before you go whole hog on it. But I don't think okay. you're going to find that it will, will be very satisfying. If you want a nice, large shade tree, you, you're always best served with oaks, uh, with pecans. Uh, there is a chance to get a nut-producing tree that, that will grow fairly uh, quickly by standards. We want 45-mile-an-hour trees. We don't want the 70-mile-an-hour trees. Um mm-hmm. Cedar elms will do well for you, but that is specifically cedar elms, not the other elms. Um, Chinese pistachios are are good. Say Spanish oak where you get the color, but then in the winter you get the sunshine. Um, You think that's always a good idea? That would be good. Uh, Chinkapin oak is a lovely one. It, it, for fall color, uh, that is catch as catch can. Some years will be good. Schumard red oak would be the one that I would recommend to you that is readily in, available in the nursery trade. And it has beautiful fall color, probably one year in four or five. Um, and, and unless you're in East Texas or Arkansas or, or East from there, that's pretty good to get it one year in four or five. We, we, take, our, we take our blessings when we get them. You know, it's, uh, East Texas doesn't have uh, the, the Jesus Mountains at its south end and the Davis Mountains at its north end. They don't get that. So we have our beauty where we, where we find it, and, and uh, it may not be in fall color. Fall color only lasts for a week or ten days. So Now, for fall color, Chinese pistachio would give you better fall color reliably than, uh, than any particular species of oak. Okay, and what was the oak you mentioned before the Schumer red oak? Chinkapin oak, C-H-I-N-Q-U-A-P-I-N. Its fall color is not spectacular. It's, it's yellow, uh, but it is, a, uh, it is a lovely native Texas oak that is beautiful. Uh, there are several other native oaks out of the Big Bend country that Benny Simpson, Barton Warnock, and others uh, brought aboard. I know my dad, when he was at Sol Ross, uh, went to Big Bend and, and, uh, and identified a lot of oaks back in the 40s and 50s, 40s. 
30s and 40s. I got to get my decades right here. And uh, so, uh, you know, there are a lot of oaks that that only Brewster County has in Texas. Brewster County is uh, is one of two counties that has the most um, uh, Texas state champion trees, the biggest of their species uh, in the state. Um, And that's because there are a lot of them in in uh, in the Cheezus Mountains. It's it's a fun place. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great day. I always love calls from Alpine. All right, let me see what our time is. Let's go to Carl in Brenham. Carl, this is Neil. Good morning. How can I help you? Well, Carl. Carl didn't wait. Carl, you would have been right now if you'd you'd, uh, hung on. If you want to call back, we'd love to have you. Uh, Let me, uh, I think Susan may be a little bit uh, longer call, so let me... uh, uh, get a break out of the way and we'll come back to susan the uh, toll-free number you can call from anywhere you can hear me from amarillo to corpus christi from alpine as you've heard all the way to crockett give me a call Bryan college station my hometown where i grew up give me a call that's where mom and dad lived in alpine i was adopted uh, two years before they moved from alpine to college station and dad uh, co-founded the range and forestry department it was called then um so uh, uh, I call College Station kind of my hometown. So we were on the air there. I'd love to hear from you. We're going to eventually get into a situation where we have high school football replays on Friday, on Saturday mornings, and I'll lose a few of my stations there, and we'll lose a few of the early football broadcasts. So uh, this is your chance to call now, 888-256-1080. Give me a call. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. I work about a day and a half or two days a week getting eGardens ready for you. And so you're basically getting that much of my time for free. Uh, it does not cost you anything. It never has, never will. It's 18 years we've been doing eGardens. It comes from my computer directly to your email. We send it out via constant contact to about 80,000 subscribers. And it goes out Thursday evening right around 6 p.m. My goal is to give you something the equivalent of an old-fashioned garden section in the newspaper with five stories each week. One of those stories is always uh, Gardening This Weekend, where I point out the most important things to get done that weekend, 10 or 15 things that are critical in the timing of gardening in Texas. And I point out different things for different parts of the state. One of the stories is always a featured plant of the week, something very important for that time of the year, that week of the year. I write it uh, to go out on Thursday, and uh, so you can plan for your weekend gardening activities. And then we also have a newly expanded, greatly expanded question and answer section. And uh, also, there always will be a a couple of other stories. This upcoming week, we'll have a story by Stephen Shambly. We never know what Stephen will write. Always fun, so look for that. So if you want to see what eGardens looks like, go to the place that you sign up for it. That's at my website at neilsperry.com. Click on the eGardens tab. It's where you go also to buy my book, so you can do both if you wish. I'd be grateful for that. That's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. I'll have more after these messages. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, Carl has called back. He went through a dead zone with his cell phone. So we're going to go to Carl in Brenham right now. Carl, this is Neil. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, sir. How can I help you? I've been having uh, to deal with some issues on the current myrtle plant. 
Carl, it's really hard to understand you. Okay. Jared, do you have any idea what his question was? If he, yeah, I see the great Myrtle part. If he calls back, ask what his question is so you can fill in and you can play the part of Carl if we lose him a third time. So let's go to Susan in San Antonio. Yes, Susan? hi. Yeah. How can yes. I help you? Well, actually, I was calling to tell you something that I thought would be very helpful for people to be aware of. I get your newsletter, and in the last one, there was a question about critters coming into the yard and digging and that kind of thing, and you had suggested trapping them and moving them away. But I have so many <laughs> that that doesn't, isn't economically feasible, and I can't do it myself. So um, I've been looking for all kinds of different things, and I've tried predator urine. I've tried um, – I have armadillos. I've tried um, the grub killer. Um, I've tried all just all kinds of mothballs, everything I could think of, everything I read about, and nothing worked. And my yard is in full sun in San Antonio all day. So I no longer tried to do grass, and um, I have perennials and shrubs and annuals, and every day I would go out for years, there would be big holes all over my yard. And I have a garden home, so it's not huge, but it was just a lot of trouble to fill them in all the time. So I found this product on Amazon, and it's called Cat Scat Mat with Spikes. And it comes in a roll or it comes in sheets. And I bought it, and as soon as I put it around my plants and covered it with mulch, there I have no more holes. They are not coming to to feast in my front yard anymore. Hmm. So it is a, uh, a physical deterrent, is what you're saying? It, it it is. It's like a. It comes in a roll, and you just unroll it, and you can cut it to the length that you want it. Right. So in one place by my oleanders, I put it around the perimeter. I didn't do it around each shrub, so it, they don't even they don't cross that perimeter. What, and, what does um, it have? It has some kind of sharp edge to it, or what? Uh huh. Ha- no, there there spikes through the whole material. It's like a mat. And what that, would and keep a child running barefoot from being hurt with it? You couldn't do that, probably. No, it it would have to be like. Um, I put mulch on top of it, but you, you, if it were a, an area where a child would play, um, that would not be probably something that you would want to want to use. Or dogs um, or something. Right, right. It would be limited to what to something like my front yard, where um, no children play, and I've got a I've got a, a perimeter um, border um, with stone that's t- yeah. that's kind of couple of feet tall so people don't just come into my front yard yeah i understand what is the product name again it's called i'll I'll spell the name for you it's h m y o m i n a cat scat mat with spikes so the spikes are um they were like six inches and i used those but then i ordered some uh 12 inch that would hold it down even better Okay. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to let people judge on that. I'm a little uncomfortable because of the possibility of injury um, with with kids. You never know who will be there or dogs, whatever. 
Um, I, I will say, in defense of what I put in there, the, the traps are easy to set. And the, the homemade trap that, that I described is uh, there's, there's no way you're going to hurt yourself because it's just, a, it's just a piece of string and a piece of wood, and it just pops down. We've caught, I think, 85 or 88, something like that, armadillos in, in 30 years. And right. uh, I have the have-a-heart traps now that we're going to try. I have an armadillo now. Zeus, the dog, and I were out for a walk in our yard. Uh, we are in the country in a pecan forest, and he scared up an armadillo and was not at all intimidated. He was within about a foot of that armadillo, and all of a sudden it went into its hole. And uh, so now that I know where the hole is, we'll put the trap near it. So anyway, but the, right. traps, are, the traps that I described are not, not difficult to set or to... To, uh, and, and not threatening. But anyway, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Susan, for taking the time. You're welcome. And getting that word out. Good luck with them. Aren't they annoying? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, our legislature be- saw fit to call that our state mammal. So <laughs> I suppose that uh, Nutsedge is our state ornamental now. <laughs> well, maybe that's where we need to relocate our armadillos. Yeah, that's possible. Maybe into the legislature. There are days it would be yeah. Make more sense. Have a good day. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Take care. All right, let's see. Let me see where we are time-wise. Let's go to Fernando in Kingwood. Fernando, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. We love your show. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Really Thank enjoy you. it. Thank you. Um, so we have a question. Uh, we're ignorant as far as trees and plants and all this goes, but we love them, and we try and uh, uh, do them up our yard. We have uh, we live in a very share, shady area. Uh, Kingwood is uh, also uh, the moniker is the living forest, and it's true in the <laughs> sense that there's an enormous number, there's a tremendous canopy there. Uh, we think they're pines because they have pine cones and pine needles. Uh, they're very tall, and in our yard we have quite a number of trees, so it's a relatively shady area, or if at best partial sun. We'd like to put a fruit tree. And we wondered about a fig, having heard that maybe it didn't require as much sun as some other fruit trees. Well, it may not require quite as much, but it will require a good a good bit of sun. You don't want to put it in a shaded area, um, it, in a heavily shaded area. I'm trying to think of something that would grow well in, in shade in, in southeast Texas. Um, I think it probably is, is a good choice. I, I think that would be a good choice. Your best... Uh, varieties would be Celeste, um, uh, Alma would do well in, in your area, not so well in North Texas. Alma is a good variety, so those are probably the two I would recommend, either Celeste or Alma. And uh, But put it in the, in the most sun that you can find. Figs tend to get pretty large. They're large shrubs. You don't think of them really or shouldn't think of it as a tree. Uh, think of it more as a, a big shrub. Don't plant it right up against the house. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You're welcome very much. And they're, they're lovely plants. They get big, and they are, are very bold in the landscape, but they make very pretty landscape shrubs. So you're going to do well. Let me know when the preserves are ready. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Thank you all so right. much. Have a bye great bye. day. Thanks for the call. All right, his line, all lines are open now. I've cleared them, and, and a couple of them have dropped. So one way or the other, they're open, 888 888- Two five six ten eighty. I'd love to hear your call right now. Eight eight right now. Eight 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 two five six ten eighty for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Please do call right now. Eight 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 two five six ten eighty. 
Let me uh, tell you about my book once again and invite you to uh, give me a call. A fruit chapter is one of the 11 chapters, and I spent more time on that chapter because that's not my strongest suit. I have always admitted that. My career was going to be a greenhouse grower and uh, failed at that, never tried. I went to work for the Extension Service and then went into media broadcasting and writing, garden writing, and have loved that very much. So you never know where you're going to turn. I always tell our kids and grandkids, you you uh, you don't uh, don't train for one specific thing because life takes you lots of directions and writing a book was not what i expected to do but i have written five now this is the best of the ones and i would i would like to have you get it and and see if you don't agree i'll i'll promise you it will uh, please you if not i'll buy it back from you uh, 11 chapters uh, chapter one's the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter two is that calendar of when to do everything. I've never put that in a book before. 48 pages, four pages per month of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants. And then really detailed chapters uh, of, on trees and shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials. Those are long chapters. Uh, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Seems like I left something out. There are 840 of my photographs in this book and 344 pages, high-quality paper. It's a hardback, and it was printed by Clear Visions in San Antonio. They're outstanding printers, and uh, I have it on sale, a summer sale, at $32.95 while supplies last of the fifth printing. I'm making room for the sixth printing. I self-published this book so I can make all the decisions myself. Wouldn't have to work through a publisher. And it's not so I make ultimate dollar. Far from that. I would have made a lot more had I sold it through a publishing house. I wanted to make the decisions of what went into this book so it would be the book that I always wanted, and it is. Uh, it's available only from my website and only from my office by calling. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny you spend. I've not had any request in five printings. I've not had any request for a refund. So you might be the first. I'm willing to take that chance. Here are the two ways you can order it. Uh, call my office Monday through Friday, 9 until 5. That's 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order it on my website right now. And that is neilsperry.com. Remember, it's only $32.95. Six printing will be $38.95. It really is on sale. Now, satisfaction guaranteed. 800-752-GROW. Or better yet, Neil Sperry. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Dot com. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. And let's go right back to the phone lines. We have three of the lines filled. We had the fourth, and something happened. They just dropped off. 888-256-1080. We go to Georgian in Wheeler. Georgian, this is Neil. Good morning. Uh, good morning, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What I'm calling about is, oddly enough, it's about another w black walnut tree. Um, oh. Mine is very large on an old established lot. I want I have to maintain the tree, and but it has been severely overtaken by English ivy, and I, I would I'd love to get the English ivy off of it that I'm concerned about 
harming the the black walnut tree. So, what do you recommend? All right. Well, first of all, the English ivy does not take any nutrients or water uh, out of the wood of the the tree. The roots obviously compete, but the but the having the vine on the tree will not, in its own right, will not take anything out of the trunk of the tree or the branches of the tree. Uh, there is a potential for harm, and I'll explain that in a minute, but you don't have to worry about uh, it sucking anything out of the trunk of the tree. People worry about that sometimes. Where there is the potential for harm would be if you have a major ice storm and the English ivy is out on the limbs, um, the, all of that surface, English ivy is evergreen, and all of the surface of those leaves will hold ice and they will get very heavy. And so you could have limb breakage that you would not have had just from the black walnut limbs. Right. Walnuts are very strong. And so if you like the look of the ivy on just the trunk, you could have it trimmed off, have, have an arborist or a tree climber of some sort go out on the branches and, and remove it off the branches and get by with it. If you just want to get rid of it completely, the way to do that would be to cut it off at the ground. And are you still there out of curiosity? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if we had lost you. Uh, cut it off at the ground and let it turn brown and, and die, and then it will become brittle, and you can easily enough use some kind of a long-handled device to flake it off at, at some point. Um, well, uh, much of the English ivy is like as big as my thigh. Yeah, it gets so big. I, it gets it, very large. Yeah, but but the answer is the same. You cut it at the ground. Just make sure that okay. you don't cut into the wood of the trunk of the of the uh, sure. of the walnut. And and yeah. then you can you may have to use a chainsaw or an axe or something to cut through it. But you can pop all of that off. Uh, again, an arborist can do that. I have I have another uh, hetera uh, Persian ivy that does the same thing on my pecans, and I have a, a tree service company that does my work. And they go up the trunks. It, it, I have it as a ground cover, and it goes up into my pecan trees. I have to have them bring it back down again. It's annoying, okay. and so I now keep it at, at about chest height. I don't let it go up anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds great. And, and like, if I were to poison don't, the ivy. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't. don't do that okay. because they share the same soil, and and it's 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 you're going to have to remove it sooner or later anyway. Go ahead and do right. that. Yeah. Right. All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Atta and group. love your show. Thank okay. you. Thanks Take for care. the call. All right, Bruce and Brian and Carol and Abilene, stay with me. Let me get this break out of the way. My website is neilsperry.com. It's where you buy my book. It's where you sign up for eGardens. It's where you find my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. It's where I have the archived information on St. Augustine problems and Rose Rosette problems, all of that at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered. They feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant, and they come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. That true value shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. They understand that buying 
buying a steel building or metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision. And Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call them, 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553. Or you can visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, INC.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means value. And I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly. Let's go back to the phone lines. I have about three and a half minutes. I'm going to try to get both calls in. We go to Bruce in Brian. Bruce, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Neil. I enjoy your program. Um, Thank you. My uh, St. Augustine yard has pretty much been destroyed by drought, mostly. And I was wondering, should I, I want to go to Bermuda. Should I seed it now and water it, or should I wait till next spring? Well, it's a, a really difficult question to answer. You're going to need to get the St. Augustine out of the way and rototill to seed the Bermuda. Bermuda is very tiny seed, so you don't, don't shortcut that. Um, and... It's awfully hot to be trying to do all of that for you and for that Bermuda seed. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You'll have to water it twice a day, morning and evening. And I don't know if your city will allow you to do that now. The the safe time would be, yeah, the safe time would be May. Um, Most of Texas looks like your lawn does right now. So I don't think anybody's going to say, well, look (laughs) at Bruce's lawn because we all look about the same. And so if you wait till spring, I think you'll get a better chance at it. Um, You also could sod it. Uh, uh, So, you know, that's a possibility, or even plug it. Um, But, again, I would get the old St. Augustine out of the way. If there's any St. Augustine left, it will take over the Bermuda. It is the dominant grass. So if you don't want St. Augustine, you, you must get rid of all of it. Very well. Thank you. I appreciate you, uh, Neil. Enjoy your program. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Have a good day. Let's go to Carol in Abilene. Carol, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Mr. Sperry, for all you do. And I wish I had a question, but you've already answered them all. Between your newsletter and your book, (laughs) all my questions anyway, but between your book, which is beautiful and just wonderful and so helpful, and your newsletter, which I look forward to all the time, and your show, my goodness, you are a Texas treasure. And anybody who doesn't have your book who hasn't signed up, please do. Do that now. Get them now. But you I, don't, I wish I had a question, but you. I don't. Well, um, and very, I very just kind. appreciate you so much. Thank you. Well, you know what? I have had the blessing all of my career of getting to talk about my favorite hobby. I never dreamed I'd be doing that. I figured I'd be sweating it out in a hot greenhouse somewhere. And, and uh, <laughs> this, this is a pretty nice way to make a living. Yeah. So thank you. You're very well, kind. Yes, sir. You have a good day, and thank you for all you do. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Thanks for saying that. That made it worthwhile. Thank you so much. Yeah, this uh, this is what you teach your kids. Find something you really enjoy doing and uh, and go for that. You never know where it's going to take you, and so uh, prepare yourself for generalities. I uh, My dad taught me that. He was a Ph.D. botanist, 
and that kind of put him into the professorial ranks. And he said, Neil, go into an applied science in agriculture. I, there was no question all of my life. I'm adopted, so there were no genes that took me into this. It was just uh, being around him. He was a wonderful dad. And horticulture was all I ever wanted to do. And he said, stay in that because that's an applied science, and you can, you can use that so many different ways. We have... Uh, two sons. One is a mathematician. He does stats for all kinds of professional sports. He did a, a, a Rangers-Mariners game last night, and the other is a vice president of the NFL Network, and he loves football, and so they're doing what they love. Hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. Jared Taylor, thank you. Happy gardening.